0: From coast to coast and around the nation, this is the Washington Ledger Podcast with your hosts, Larry Leese and Jacob Siegel. Each week, we dive into the latest news surrounding us. Hello and welcome to Washington Ledger.
1: I'm your host, Larry Leese.
0: Today, we're diving into the latest news over the impeachment trial against former President Donald Trump. Former President Trump's impeachment trial began in the Senate. The core of this case is whether the Senate has a constitutional right to have the trial at all, since Trump is no longer in office. The Senate has directed the impeachment managers and Trump's defense team to come prepared to make their case on this question. Both teams filed documents with the Senate, previewing the case that they will make. Some days, I think, if the Founding Fathers had just been a little more specific, we could prevent a lot of heartburn over these questions. Sadly, they're not that specific about a lot of things. They thought they were being specific enough. And I'd have to say that overwhelming consensus among constitutional scholars is that the Founding Fathers intended to allow somebody to be convicted, impeached, and convicted after leaving office. But there are some who say it is a removal provision... And only a removal provision. The counter to that, of course, it's the second part of the impeachment clause, says and if you're convicted, we can strip you from ever holding federal office again. Trump's legal team is focused on a specific part of the Constitution, Article 1, Section 3, which reads, quote, Judgment in case of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy an office of honor. This seems to be the focus of their argument, and if the focus of impeachment is to remove someone office, then it's a moot right now. And that's what the Trump lawyers are saying. On the other side though, they say what the Founding Fathers were most concerned about in writing this Constitution was preventing abuse of power. After all, they were escaping from the abuse of the King's power. And what the managers say in the brief that they felt is that the President doesn't get a free pass to commit high crimes and misdemeanors. Near the end of the term, because the framers feared more than anything else a president who had abused power to remain in office against the will of the electorate. And you can't let that go just because the president ends up being a lame duck. And that's basically their argument. I think we can safely say that they're relying on what the definition of and is. Look back to the last time a president was impeached before Trump, it was Clinton when he cited the word is and what the definition of is is. But Trump's legal team interprets that word and says that it's a, quote, condition precedent, which must occur before and jointly with disqualification. Now, that's not the prevailing conclusion of most scholars, because that disqualification clause, you know, would mean essentially if you're dumping that, you're saying that anyone could resign and not face the punishment of not being able to run for office or hold office again. House impeachment managers are making. They focused on another part of the Constitution, a very simple line that states that the Senate quote, shall have the power to try all impeachments. And the lead impeachment manager, Jamie Raskin, who's a Democrat from Maryland, also a constitutional scholar in the brief that they filed this week, or last week, focused on the word all. There was no debate that the impeachment itself in the House was Okay because Trump was impeached while he was still in office. So their point is saying, you know, if the impeachment was fine in the House, then the Senate trial can proceed. And in fact, there is precedent for this. As reported by the CRS, the Senate voted on whether it could hold a trial for somebody who had already left office. And it was a disgraced and very rich and corrupt Secretary of War. Secretary of War for Grant, William Belknap who was, you know, basically on the take taking all this money from an Indian trading post. He had posted someone to that job for that specific reason of getting kickbacks and bribes He essentially took what amounts to $2 million over a year per year from this person Once that was found out, the House took up impeachment articles and the House did investigation to find out what he was doing and concluded that he was He raced over the White House in tears, gave his resignation, hoping to avoid impeachment. And the House instead actually took up the impeachment anyway. He resigned, and the impeachment manager still moved the case to the Senate. Senate voted 37 to 29. Belknap was, quote, amenable to trial by impeachment for acts done as Secretary of War, notwithstanding his resignation of said office before he was impeached now. At the end, he was acquitted by people, by the senators, not because they thought he didn't do it. Only three senators back then actually said they thought that on the merits, he should be acquitted. But the rest of them thought that the Senate did not have jurisdiction. So some 40% of the senators back then had the same argument Republicans are making now. And the impeachment writers back then thought hey this was worth it because quote it has been settled thereby that person who have held civil office in the U.S. are impeachable and that the Senate has jurisdiction to try them. So much for that argument. I do wonder if this Senate trial then will settle this question of whether a president, a former president can be tried in the Senate because it's never happened before. The Senate in Congress is a body of precedents. And if they are settling precedent with the trial of former Trump, yes, you can go forward with the trial. Then that might settle the matter if this ever happens again, because the Senate will have set the precedent that, yeah, we can do this. Impeachment is a totally subjective standard. There is, I can think, of many things that a president could say that would not at all be criminal in nature, but could be deemed as an impeachable offense by Congress. He could say any number of racist, or inflammatory, or offensive things that Congress could say. This is not a way a president should act. He has to go. So it seems important to sort of separate whether something could, was a crime, could potentially be a crime, and whether that even matters. And in fact, while the answer to the impeachment does mostly focus on a constitutional argument, there is an argument that defends Trump's rhetoric. And in fact, it says at one point, insufficient evidence as it exists upon which a reasonable jurors could conclude that the 45th president's statements were accurate or not, and therefore he denies they were false. This has been through the court dozens of times. There was no widespread fraud in this election, and despite all that, they still want to stick to that line that it could be true. Well, that's a wrap for today. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Let us know your thoughts. Send us a tweet at the W Ledger on Twitter, or search the Washington Ledger on Facebook. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Washington Ledger podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the W Ledger, and like us on Facebook. If you like what you hear, join our Patreon. At patreon.com forward slash the Washington Ledger. And as always, have a great week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes.